The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless, let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Today's guest is Anise Kavanaugh. Anise is devoted to helping people show up and bring their best selves to the table in order to create significant positive impact in their lives. She's the creator of the IEP method and also the author of Contagious Culture, Show Up, Set the Tone, and Intentionally Create an Organization that Thrives. Welcome, Anise. Time to welcome this week's data guru. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to chat with you again. I know we met at a conference. You were the keynote for the Wire Exec Conference. And since then, I have your words resonate in terms of your thoughts and research around culture and leadership. Tell me, Anise, what really inspired you to write this book, Contagious Culture? So I had been doing work with organizations and business leaders for, oh gosh, about 15, 16 years before I wrote Contagious Culture. And what I noticed with every business leader that I worked with, every organization, was that there was this common belief. There was a myth that was that leader, there was two myths. One was that leadership was about what we do, which I actually found about who we be. It's how we show up, our energy, our intentions, our presence. But the, but the belief was that leadership was about what we do. So it's all about our skills. That was the first one. The second one, the second myth was that culture is created by everybody around us. You know, the executives create the culture, the, the executive team creates a culture, the CEO creates a culture, everybody else creates a culture. But what I found working with companies and a ton of people over years was that actually I believe that we each create the culture we're part of. And so when you add those two myths together, you know, leadership is actually about who you be and how you show up combined with culture is something that is created by every single one of us. When you put those two things together, we're actually the ones that are creating it. We are contagious. And when we're together, we're actually creating the culture in every single moment. So the book was my way of giving people as many tools and resources around what I call the IEP method, which is my methodology to help people show up better, but then to also blend that into cultural optimization so they could just kind of marry the two and then go on with their life and create really great culture. I love it. Talk to me about showing up. I mean, obviously we all show up for work, we get to our desks, we go to meetings, but what does showing up really mean according to the IEP method and your book? IEP stands for Intentional Energetic Presence. And I look at that in two ways. It's one is exactly how it sounds. It's being intentional about my energetic presence and what I bring into every single room, every single interaction I have, whether that's meeting with my board or talking to my child or sitting down to do tedious paperwork. There's an energetic presence that I bring with me to every single thing that I do and be, and it's a choice. So the more intentional I can be with that, the better able I am to create more of a pleasurable impact and more of my intended impact and leadership. So that's the first piece, the methodology, there's actually three components to it, which I can talk about that. But what I found was that our IEP, that intentional energetic presence, is happening all the time. And so the more conscious I can be about that, the easier it is going to be for me to create the impact I want to create. When I think about showing up, I think about it as showing up for others, of course, which is what we all run around doing, 
And equally important, if even not more so important, is showing up for ourselves first so that we can show up for others. So I really look at showing up in two different realms, which is showing up for myself, taking incredibly great care of myself, being really intentional about my presence, being intentional about my self-care so that I can better serve and show up for everybody else around me. So that's kind of how that all pulls together. So much of it is just being self-aware and being in your mind and being aware of where your head is and, and what you're doing. It feels like that to me. Would you agree with that? I do agree. I always say that this work, when I work with people, it's about 70% of the work is in awareness and the other 30% is in what you decide to do with it. So I look at it as being aware internally, what's happening in my body, how am I feeling, my breath, where do I feel contracted in leadership, where do I feel contracted in my relationships, where do I feel contracted in activities I'm doing or where I'm saying yes or no, like where does that create contraction in my body versus where do I feel really expansive and open and energized by these different things? And so the more I can tune into my body, not just my head, but also my body, the more I can tune into what lights me up and what expands versus what contracts, the more able I'm going to be to design my life and my leadership and the way that I'm moving throughout the world in a way that is more effective for other people as well. It's so true. Anise, tell us a little bit more about the IEP method or the methodology. So the IEP method, there's three components to it. The first component is our ability to reboot our presence in the moment. So no matter what is happening, do I have the ability as a leader, as human being, and by the way, when I talk about leaders, I'm talking about any human being, because I, I believe that we're all, we all have the capacity to lead if, lead if we so choose. So in the first component, do I have the ability to reboot my presence no matter what's happening right now? So for example, I'm walking into a meeting, I'm really stressed out, I'm thinking about what just happened in the last meeting, and my team needs me to be really present and aware of them. Can I shift? from one state to the next so that I can be more in service of and more present for that group. Am I able to do that? And so the first thing that we work with people on in the IEP method is their ability to reboot their presence. So that's number one. Number two is the ability to build a very strong energetic presence and foundation, which has to do with our self-care, our thinking, um, our assumptions that we're making, our emotions, uh, the way that we set ourselves up you know, for success from everything from our environment and our calendar and the food we're putting in our body, the way we're traveling, all these different components, to the way that we're really showing up in relationship in terms of how healthy are my relationships. So this building a strong energetic foundation, the only things I actually have control over are how I talk to myself, what I put in my body, how I treat my body, like all those things I have total control over. So the more I can do that, and really build that field, the easier it's going to be for me to be able to reboot my presence, create intentional impact. And the intentional impact is actually the third part of the methodology, which is the ability to truly create intentional impact in any conversation or any project you might be working on. And so the way I hold it is that we're always creating impact. It's either positive, negative, or kind of beige. And since we're creating, we might as well be intentional about it. So there's an actual five-step framework that we take people through that once they've done the reboot and they've built a strong energetic field and they've got awareness around that, the five steps are actually the simplest part of the methodology. And I love the way you frame it in that each person decides to actively make the choice to either be a leader or not. It yes. doesn't mean that you have to run a $50 million organization. It's basically leading your life. And so it applies to anybody, quite frankly, right? 
It does. It does. And I, and that's, I think that's one of the things I love the most about it is because, you know, a lot of times it's another myth of leadership is that leadership is because you have a title or because you're leading a company or what, whatever. And we're all leading our lives. You know, if I'm not leading my life, then somebody else's, somebody else's intentions are going to lead it for me. And so this piece around leadership, it really is a choice to decide, like, how do I want to show up? And what is the impact I want to have? And what is the tone I want to set in any conversation? So even if I am administrative or I'm a stay-at-home parent or I'm a gardener or whatever, I have the ability to set the tone of any conversation or any experience I'm involved in by how I show up and how I choose to lead. So I get to set the tone. And I think that is one of our greatest leadership superpowers that we all have. I do not believe it is dependent on our hierarchy or title or anything like that. It's feeling empowered. Yeah. It's being author of our lives, the cause versus that effect. And I'm sure you get pushback. I know when I first started doing this, after I got back from the retreat and really said, okay, I'm going to try to walk through this methodology. I realized that one of the things that I used to say to myself was, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I don't have the time to do this type of active planning. And you really shed light onto that fact that are you really busy or do you need to really take more control of your time? What do you say to those people? They say they're too busy to be able to do something like this. I would say that, so as you move through your life, Well, two things. One is the language. So if you, even the word busy, for most people listening to this, the word busy, if I sit and I start talking about how busy I am, the word busy often will create contraction in somebody's system. So I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. That has an energy about it in itself. And so one thing is really starting to be conscious about the language around that. So for example, I learned years ago that if I talked about how busy I was, or I thought about how busy I was, or I started to tell a colleague how busy I was, I would feel even more busy and more tired. And what I noticed was that when I switched it and I started to be more intentional about my language, that the experience of the exact 10 things I might have on my plate completely changed. And the language I actually changed it to was, oh, I'm richly scheduled, I'm on purpose, I'm feeling incredibly well used right now. I found language that really supported me versus busy. And so one is just noticing, does your language support you? And also, I know some people who are like, Anise, I love the word busy. I love talking about how busy I am. That's fantastic. I will leave them alone. And I would also invite them to notice what is the impact of their languaging on other people. So I have not met any human being so far who loves to sit and listen to somebody else talk about how busy they are and how overwhelmed they are. So (laughs) that's that's so true. Right? Yes. (laughs) So, so noticing one, just the language and how you're framing it. The second piece is this, you know, in terms of, I don't have time to do this work. I hear that all the time. And I was actually with a client this last week and she was saying something similar. Gosh, I don't know where I'm going to fit this in. And the way I hold it is that it really doesn't take extra time. And we walk through our life and we are constantly creating impact. We're having conversations all the time. We have to eat, we have to do things. So all I'm inviting people to do is to start to shift the way that they think about it and to be more present in it. So for example, with food and self-care, I've got to eat anyway. I might as well choose to eat something that serves me. With thinking about things, I'm gonna, I have a choice. I can either complain and complain and complain, or I can shift my thinking into making a request, which is a lot more expansive. So complaint really contracts, it shuts down the field, it doesn't feel good to other people, the energy is tight, versus a request or suggestion opens up the field, opens up possibility, and it is more productive in getting me somewhere. So the funny thing is like, if you even just take a complaint versus a request, 
a complaint is going to take actually more time. It's negative energy. It doesn't yep. go far. It repels people. So now, great. I don't want to do my IEP work, so I'm complaining all the time. Great. You're getting nowhere and you're exhausting people versus taking that same moment and going, oh, actually, you know what? I have a request. Let's do it this way instead. Now you've got people on board. People are going to want to collaborate more. It's a little bit more inspiring and you're probably going to be more productive. And so I invite people who think that they don't have the time to do this stuff to actually look at it as they don't have the time not to. Because the way that I hold it is an ounce of prevention, an ounce of proactiveness with doing a presence reboot before you walk in angry into a team meeting, doing, you know, setting your intentions before you walk into that conversation with your kid, the super important conversation, right. take the time to actually set your intentions and to take care of your energy and be aware of your presence before you walk in. That is such a proactive approach in setting a tone that you actually save a ton of time. That's the feedback we get over and over again is how much people are shocked at when they start to apply the methodology and live this work, how much easier life actually becomes. They get technically quote unquote busier. They step into more and bigger things. However, they feel more space because they're actually present and breathing and they're more resilient in their self care. Very well said. It's an investment and you make it, you end up on the other side being even more productive. Well, for sure. And then here's the other choice. It's like, okay, what's the choice? So I can either choose to be happy and to be intentional and to create more of a life I love, or I can sit and I can complain about it. That's the choice. It really is literally a choice point in every single moment. What do I want to create? What is the experience I want to create wherever I go? If I hold that I'm 100% responsible for my own experience and that my ability to be present, my ability to set intentions, my ability to take care of myself has a huge impact on that experience, I'm winning. Like that's my superpower. I get to set the tone for my life. If people would want to learn more about the IEP method and learn more about contagious culture, where would you direct them, Anise? Do you have tools on your website that they potentially could go to? I do, absolutely. So we've got anisecavanaugh.com. They can go and just find all sorts of stuff about our programs and other articles and podcasts and interviews and videos and all sorts of stuff. And we also have a secret site, which is not so secret anymore, but it's uh, IEP.io, which is a page where if they go and they sign in for that, they will get a bunch of different resources. So they'll get a starter kit, a virtual presence kit. It's all stuff that we just give away because we want to make everyone, you know, we want to make the world an even better place. And so we give that away. And then when they do that, they'll also get onto a list, which will give them the next announcements about the books that are coming out and future programs and all that good stuff. So that's, I would say IEP.io is your quickest, shortest web link. If you want to dig in, go to anisecavanaugh.com and have fun on there. There's a lot there too. Yeah, and I highly recommend it. I think it's definitely worth the time. Go through some of the tools and look at them and just get familiar with it. I think that even just a snippet of this is helpful. And I understand you have another book coming out early this fall. Yes, yeah, called The Leader You Will Be, An Invitation. And it's something that I wrote and I've built on over the last couple of years. And I started performing it on stages earlier this year. It was just, I'd written it and I loved it, but I just kind of put it away. And then I thought I would play with it. So I started performing it on stages, memorized it, worked it in my body, did the whole thing. And then we started getting so many requests for copies of it and how people would love to see it printed out and they'd love to give it to people as a gift. And so we made a book out of it. So that book is launching. We're doing a special launch, I believe on Kindle. We're doing a first soft launch on Kindle on September 21st. And we're doing something really kind of special for that. So if people sign up to IEP.io, they'll get the announcement over when we announce, but that is September 21st. And then the book will be available in print actually October 24th this year. 
And that will be really special. My designers designed it really beautifully and made it fun. And you, know, you kind of think like Dr. Seuss meets contagious culture. And I understand you're working on another larger book as well in the yeah. near future. I am. My publisher and I, we just, we all just came to agreement on the next one and what it's going to be about. And so that one, it looks like will drop October of 2019. And that will be the next one, the next big book after Contagious Culture. So that's going to answer a lot of the questions that we've got since Contagious Culture. It's going to really help people take their level of mastery in the IEP method and how they show up to a whole new level. And it's also going to address the, the question of like, okay, I'm doing all this work, but now how do I deal with that guy who's right. still not on board? Like, okay, she gave me all these tools. I'm a believer. I'm in it. But how do I deal with George? And George is always the guy that I joke about because I've never met a George. So that book will be really fun. And that will be October 2019. Thank you so much for joining me today. I loved catching up with you. And if people want to find you on social media, how could they find you there? It's at Anise Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> thank well, you. thank you so much, Anise. Great to talk to you. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.datagurusepodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.datagurusepodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.